Welcome to the Vedic Mythology Music and Mantras podcast. I'm Ben Collins, and you'll find show notes and more details on this podcast at my website, www.puja.net. That's P-U-J-A dot N-E-T. Vedic mythology is the timeless cultural tradition of India, and in addition to Hinduism, yoga, meditation, and Ayurveda all come from this ancient Vedic tradition. But rather than being a dry, lifeless philosophy, the Vedic tradition is vibrant, uh, it's humorous, it's fun, it's full of stories that are funny and insightful and inspiring. Truly authentic Vedic chanting is difficult to find. Uh, when properly presented, it's enjoyable to listen to, and it's spiritually uplifting. So join me as we take a look at some of the stories from the Vedas and related literature. We'll listen to some chanting and end with some Indian-themed music. Thanks for joining me. In the Vedic tradition, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva uh, take care of creation. Brahma as the creator, Vishnu as the protector or caretaker of creation, and Shiva as the destroyer. And Vishnu, in particular, has two wives, uh, Lakshmi and Bhumi Devi. Lakshmi is generally regarded as the goddess of wealth, but also, if you look at the Sri Suktam, she is worshipped there as the goddess of moisture. Bhumi Devi, Vishnu's other wife, is the goddess of the earth. And so, symbolically, you can see how the two of them combine to create the prosperity or the fertility of the earth, water plus the earth, the ground itself, to uh, take care of creation and gro the growing of food. So it makes sense in the fall to have a festival at harvest time to celebrate uh, this bounty of the harvest and also to offer thanks, and that's a cultural tradition in all cultures. This festival is called Navaratri, and it takes place on nine nights, uh, Ratri meaning night, and it honors the goddess in three forms, Lakshmi, goddess of abundance, Saraswati, who's the goddess of wisdom and knowledge, and Durga, who is in one sense the goddess of purity, but also the goddess of, of strength and power. Uh, Lakshmi is the wife of Vishnu, Saraswati the wife of Brahma, and Durga the wife of Shiva. So it pulls together all the different aspects of the Vedic tradition. And it's basically, it's a happy time. Um, there are pujas every night, and generally, one recites the Chandipat, which are 700 verses, which tells the story of Chandi, uh, or Durga. The Chandipat comes from the Puranas, um, which are a portion of the Vedic literature that's devoted to stories about uh, the different rishis and the gods and the goddesses and such, and they're uh, sort of light and enjoyable um, and an amazing source of knowledge and information that uh, uh, is probably in a more accessible format than, uh, than the, the Vedas themselves. Uh, Chandipat forms the uh, portion of the Markandeya Purana. Uh, it dates from between 900 and 500 BC, although the Vedic tradition was entirely oral until about 300 BC passed uh, in a tradition from father to son, 
Uh, it wasn't until around 400 AD that the Vedas and uh, the Vedic tradition, the Vedic literature, uh, was written down. So uh, dates uh, are probably a little bit iffy on this. Navaratri celebrates the growth of the individual uh, from the darkness of ignorance to the light of enlightenment. Uh, Chandi, as a goddess, uh, her mantra and the mantra from Chandipat is Aim, Rim, Klim, Chumundaye, Viche, Namaha. Aim, Rim, Klim, Chumundaye, Viche, Namaha. And roughly translated, it means, I bow to the consciousness of the infinite goodness. And it's a very nice mantra. It's one that can be learned very easily. And sitting down and doing 108 repetitions is actually quite a lot of fun. Another mantra that you hear used a lot during Navaratri uh, is Sarva Mangala Mangalye Shive Sarvata Sadike Charane Triambake Gauri Narayani Namos Dute. Roughly translated, it means to the source of everything auspicious, to the good, the invincible, the source of refuge, to the mother of the three worlds and the light of all consciousness. I bow down to thee. As a piece of Vedic literature, Chandipat can be studied in a number of different ways. It contains uh, mantras that can be used in spiritual practices. Uh, the recitation of Chandipat is a spiritual practice in itself. Um, in terms of this podcast, I'm going to take the Chandipat and divide it into sections of three chapters each and give you just a little overview of what's contained in Chandipat, the story of Chandipat, and we'll follow that by chanting of that section of Chandipat. Chandipat is presented as a conversation between Markandeya and his student, and it tells the story of how the son of Surya, the sun in the sky, became the lord of the eighth Manvantara, and a Manvantra is a period of time in the history of the universe. And uh, in this story, Markandeya starts off by explaining that there was a king who lost his kingdom and was staying in an ashram. And the king is upset because he'd lost everything that he had. He'd gone from the heights of humanly existence to the depths, and he's just bemoaning his fate. And he's walking around all depressed, and he meets a merchant. And he finds out, as the two of them talk, that the merchant had been extremely wealthy, but had been tricked out of his fortune by members of his own family, and had to, uh, had to flee. So, together, they realize that they both have lost everything, and they're both miserable. And yet, having a spiritual side, they also realize that the possessions that one has in life can be taken away at any time. They can disappear. And so that one should not be too attached to them. And yet at the same time, they find that even though they understand this intellectually, emotionally, it just doesn't sit well. 
So they go to do, uh, together to the Rishi who owned the ashram at which they were staying. Uh, Rishi's name is Medhas. And they present their question to him. And he starts by explaining that the goddess Mahamaya, or Bhagavati, creates both the illusion and then also provides release from the, from the illusion, the illusion of Maya. And the illusion is presented as being that which makes you perceive that you are separate from divinity. Now the sage then goes on to tell them how when Vishnu was asleep on the, uh, on the ocean uh, in between creation, uh, that Brahma had sprung up out of his navel and was seated, or seated on a uh, lotus and was ready to create creation. And Brahma noticed that from the dirt that was in Vishnu's ears, two demons sprang up and they advanced towards Brahma which uh, scared him, and so he appealed to the goddess, and in uh, uh, verses 88 through 95 of the first chapter of the uh, uh, Chandipat, it describes this, this process. Uh, there, the Devi of delusion, extolled thus by Brahma, the creator, in order to awaken Vishnu for the destruction of Madhu and Kaitava, those are the two demons, drew herself out from his eyes, mouth, nostrils, arms, heart, and breast. Janardana, or Vishnu, Lord of the universe, quitted by her, rose up from his couch on the universal ocean and saw those two evil asuras, Madhu and Kaitava. So it's interesting to note, to begin with, that Vishnu and Lakshmi, or the goddess, are really perceived as being one, and that when the goddess moves, then and only then does Vishnu spring into action. The verses continue and uh, Madhu and Kaitava of exceeding heroism and power with their eyes red in anger endeavoring to devour Brahma. Thereupon the all-pervading Bhagavan Vishnu got up and fought with the Asuras for five thousand years using his own arms as weapons and they, frenzied with their exceeding power and deluded by Mahamaya, exclaim to Vishnu, ask a boon from us. So there's a little irony there because uh, they're asking the Lord of creation, uh, hey, what can we do for you? So Vishnu, with a smile, says, well, if you're satisfied with me, you must both be slain by me now. And what need is there of any other boon than this? And so Markandeya explains that the two Ashuras, bewitched by Mahamaya, gazed then at the entire world and saw it as being turned into water. Then they said to Vishnu, Well, why don't you slay us at the spot where the earth is not flooded with water? So they've, you know, they've misperceived the situation. And so Vishnu says, Oh, okay, fine, let it be so. And so he grabs them, and he uh, severs them, uh, severs their head with his discus, which is called Sudarshana Chakra. And that was the end of Mahu and Kaitaba. So it was a combination of uh, Mahamaya, the goddess, and Vishnu together. Chapter 2 of Chandipat tells the story of how 
Durga or Chandi uh, slew Mahishasura and his army. Uh, the demon had, as happens a lot in the Puranas, uh, conquered heaven, and the gods were weak and wandering earth miserably, and eventually they went to Shiva and Vishnu to ask for help. And Shiva and Vishnu uh, decided to help them, and what they did was all of the gods stood in a circle, and a, they combined their energies. Uh, to create uh, this goddess named uh, Chumundi or uh, Durga. And in Chandipat, um, in chapter 2, it starts on verse uh, 12. It says, the Vedas saw their, the Devas saw their concentration of light like a mountain blazing excessively, pervading all the quarters with its flames. And then that unique light produced from the bodies of all the Devas pervading the three worlds with its luster, combined into one and became a female form. By that which was Shiva's light, her face came into being. By Yama's light, her hair. By Vishnu's light, her arms. And by Chandra's light, her two breasts. By Indra's light, her waist. By Varuna's light, her shanks and thighs. And by the earth's light, her hips. By Brahma's light her feet came into being, by Surya's light her toes, by Vasu's light her fingers, and Kubera's light her nose. By Prajapati's light her teeth came into being, and similarly by Agni's light her three eyes were formed. The light of the two Sandhyas became her eyebrows, the light of Vayu her ears. The manifestation of the lights of the other devas too contributed to the being of the auspicious Devi. Then looking at her, who had come into being from the assembled lights of all the devas, the immortals who were oppressed by Mahishasura experienced joy. The rest of chapter 3 uh, describes the battle between uh, Chamundi or Durga and Mahishasura. And uh, it gets quite dramatic as... Uh, it says that he is surrounded in battle with th with thousands of horses and elephants and chariots and other Ashuras who do battle. And so you have this image of thousands and thousands of these demons fighting only her. And uh, she, without really breaking much of a sweat, cuts them all down and destroys them all. Finally, uh, Mahishasura takes the form of a buffalo and they have uh, more more battle, uh, and she defeats him, and so he takes the form of a lion, and she defeats him again, and he takes the form of an elephant, and once again, she defeats him. So now we'll listen to the first uh, four chapters of Chandipat, as chanted by some traditional pundits. Uh, they're from Benares, North India, Northeast India, and uh, this is chanted uh, on the banks of the Ganges.
ब्रह्मचंडिकाये मार्कंडे यवाच यद्वयम परमं लोके सर्वरक्षाकरं नृणां यन्नकस्य चिदाख्यातं तन्मे प्रोहितामा ब्रह्मो वाच अस्ति गुह्यतमं विप्र सर्वभूतोपकारकं देव्यास्तु कवचं पुण्यं तच्छुनश्वमहामुने प्रथमं शैलपुत्री च द्वितीयं ब्रह्मचारिणी तृतीयं चन्द्रघण्डेति कूष्माण्डेति चतुर्थकं पञ्चमं स्कन्दमातेति षष्टं कात्यायनीति च सप्तमं कालरात्रीति महागौरीति चाष्टमं नवमं सिद्धिदात्री च नवदुर्गा प्रकीर्तिता उक्तान्तेतानि ब्रह्मणैव महात्मना अग्निना दैयमानस्तु शत्रुमध्ये गतोर्णे विषमे दुर्गमे चैव भयार्ता शरणं जायते किंचित शुभं रणसंकटे नापदं तस्य पश्यामि शोक दुख भयं नहि यैत्वाम्स्वरंदिदेवेशीरक्षसेतान्नसंशया श्वेतरूपदरादेवी ईश्वरी विश्वाहना ब्राह्मी हंस समारूढा सर्वावर्णभूषिता इत्येतामातरस्सर्वा सर्वयोग समन्विता नानाभरणशोभाड्या नानारत्मोपशोभिता दृश्यन्देरतमारूढा देव्यक्रोदसमाकुला शंखं चक्रं गदाम शक्तिम हलंच मुसदायदं खेटकं तोमरं चैव परशुं भाषमेवच कुन्तायुदं दशूलं च शार्गमायुदं उत्तमं दैत्यानाम देहनाशाय वक्तानाम भयाय च दारेंत्यायुदानीत्थं देवानां चैदायोई नमस्ते सुमारोद्रे महागोर पराक्रमे महाभे महोत्साहे महाभय विनाशमी त्राहिमाम देवि दुष्प्रेशे शत्रूनाम भयवर्धिनीम प्राच्याम रक्षतुमामैंद्री आग्नेयाम अग्निदेवता दक्षिनेवतुवाराही नेरित्याम भर्गधारणी प्रतीच्यामवारणी रक्षेत्वायव्याम नगवाहिनी पुटीच्यामवादकोमारी अईशान्याम शूरधारणी पूर्वं ब्रह्माणि में रक्षे दस्ताद भैष्णवी तथा एवं दशदिशो रक्षे चामंडा शववाहना जयाने चाग्रत पातु विजया पातु कृष्टा अजिदावाम पार्श्वेटु दक्षिने चापराजिता शिकामुद्योदिनी रक्षे धुमामूर निव्यवस्तिता मालादरी लाटे शंकिनी चक्षिशोर मध्ये शोत्रयोर द्वारवासिनी कपोलवकालिका रक्षेट कर्णमूले तुशांकरी नासिकायाम सुभंधाच उत्तरोष्टे चर्चिका अधरेचाम रतकाल इपायाम जसरस्वती 
ಸಂಧಯೋಖಿರಕ್ಷೇತ್ಬಾಹುಮೇ ಜಂಗೆ ಮಹಾಬಲಾರಕ್ಷೇತ್ಸರ್ವಕಾಮಪ್ರದಾಯಿ ಅಂತರಾಣಿಕಾಲಾತ್ರಿಶ್ಚಿತ್ತಮಚಂಗುಟೇಶ್ವರೀಧಾಂಗಾರಂಗೋಬುಧ್ಯಂಗಕ್
घंटा स्वेन भक्पाईन चर्जाचाम रक्षाम चंडिके रक्षदक्षिणे ब्राह्मणेनात्मशूल से उत्तर सेंद्रेश्वरी मध्यमाभ्यामानिपाणीत्रोगे विचरंते यानीतघोराणी ब्राह्मणेनात्मशूलस्य्रेश्वरीशिखाएशूलकदाजीनीस्थाते ृपलवसंगीनीतैरस्मान्रक्षसर्वताकर्तृयाय्रेदेवीनोस्तुस्त्रा ृपाणामनलात्मकांशिरामृगाचरेत्रस्तृमाक्षिमहाकालीदेवताेस्तवेदस्वूपमहाकालीप्रीत्यर्थे ृगदेशुचापरिधाशूलमुषुंडीशंखंसंदतीकृतांगभूषाकृतायुष्मीमाकालिकाशंकमलोहंतुमधुमकैटवम्मस्टिकाओ सावर्णेशूर्यधनोमोमायाभावेनोथाम्रिता ृगदेशाधिपोलाध्वंसिर्वतरमायाधिर्वृष्टुर्बलस्त्रात्मे कोशो बलम चापरीतम 
सस्तौ कंचित सकालं च मुनिना तेन सत्कृता इतश्चेतनस्य विचरं तस्मिन् मुनिवराश्रमे सोचिन्तयत् तदा तत्र ममत्वाकृष्टचेतना मत्पूर्वैपादितं पूर्वं मयायिनं पुरं हितत मधुरद्रेशसयसजुरत्तयुधर्मतत्पाल्यतेनवा ए निर्वाचनार्दम That concludes the first portion of our Chandipat program. Uh, we should have subsequent episodes of this podcast posted on Apple iTunes and the Puja.net website within the next couple of days. Also on Puja.net, you can find a transliteration of the Sanskrit so that you can read it in English characters. And there is also a translation of the entire story of Chandipat. The background music in today's show comes from Krishna Das. It's a selection from his CD, One Track Heart. And I've included a link to that CD in the show notes on Pujanet. And thanks for listening.